Welcome to Funding the Dream, a Game Whisperer podcast for Kickstarters. I'm Richard Bliss, the Game Whisperer and the host of Funding the Dream. And this is episode, I think we're at episode 31. And today I have a special guest with me. I have Cindy Au, the community director from Kickstarter themselves. Cindy, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, it is thrilling to have you. Uh, you and I have uh, got to meet uh, before. You were out here in San Francisco, and we got to sit down and talk a little bit, and I was fascinated by some of the things you shared with me about Kickstarter in general, where it's come from, kind of where it's going, the board game side of it, and I just, I, I just felt it was just so exciting to have you on the show, so thank you for being here. Yeah, no problem. Okay, let's talk a little bit about, um, well, let's start with you. You are the community director for Kickstarter. How long have you been with Kickstarter? I've been at Kickstarter for about two years now. Well, how, lo- how long has Kickstarter been around? Uh, Kickstarter's been around for almost three years. I think in April we're going to turn three. Okay, so you joined uh, after they'd been around for about a year. Yes, that's right. So how does one apply to a job for a company that a, a year after they launched, they were still relatively unknown? How did you, how did you, how did this happen? Um, I I found Kickstarter pretty much the exact same way that I think almost everyone does, which is through a project. Uh, so, you know, I was looking, you know, I, I have a Tumblr, and I was looking at Tumblr one day, and a Kickstarter project was posted, and I clicked on the video, and it was of a very nice person um, who wanted to make fig bars, and she was doing this uh, cooking project where she was going to make fig bars and send them to people in the mail. And I, I love food, <laughs> so I was immediately drawn in, and I was like, what is this? How do I order these fig bars? And so I went, I clicked through, and I ended up on Kickstarter, and that was my first encounter. And I was immediately, you know, completely captivated, and I wanted to learn more about it. And so I ended up, you know, kind of keeping track of the site and following their blog. And when they posted uh, a job listing, I was, I was on it uh, very quickly. <laughs> So, and what was the job posting that they posted? What were they looking for? They were looking for someone to join the community team. And, you know, it was kind of a broad job description at the time where, you know, basically Kickstarter was a very small team. And they were looking for someone to kind of help out doing a lot of customer support, um, working on the editorial side of things, and in general just kind of being the, working on the community side of the company and working with users. So what... Okay, so that's what you do. What what does that mean now? So now you've been in the job for a couple of years. So what does a director of community at Kickstarter do? Uh, so now my job is kind of evolved where, you know, I'm not necessarily answering every single support question anymore, but I'm thinking of a lot about a lot of the bigger issues, you know, that we're faced with as our community grows and some of the challenges that we're gonna work through as as our, you know, user base gets larger and larger and as each of our categories kind of um, grows in, in new ways, as you know, we've seen with board games and just games in general. Um, so, you know, I'm thinking about what are better ways that are uh, that we can kind of reach different people, and how can we improve the experience for both our backers and our creators. Um, and you know, there's, there's a million issues every single day, and it's exciting to be able to work on them and to try to improve the entire Kickstarter experience for our users. Exciting, I think, would be the word to describe Kickstarter in general. Every seem, it seems every aspect of it is just thrilling and exciting from the type of projects that you see out there, the 
some of them are so touching and some of them are so exciting that you just want to back it. I, I, you know, as we follow people commenting on Twitter, uh, a lot of people talk about that it becomes so addictive that they just start getting into and they just see one project after another that just it, it, they talk to us on an emotional level. Uh, how many of those yeah. do you see? Uh, that are projects that that kind of reach no, out I mean to me just, on some emotional level, or no, just projects in general. How many do you look at? Um, almost all of them, I'd say. Uh, you know, I might miss some in between when I go to bed and wake up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's pretty much, you know, I have a constant feed of everything that uh, goes live every day, and everyone on our community team works to make sure that we see every single project. And, you know, that might not be sustainable in the future, but for now, we really, really work hard to make sure that we know every project. Um, that's really important to us. And it's it's also fun. <laughs> it is. You, you probably, um, I have seen some amazing projects out there. You just, I just want to click that funding level and then... I realize I'm looking down at a $500 or a $1,000 funding level, and I'm thinking, no, 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 you, what are you doing? But it's just like, <laughs> I want to help. I want to yeah. help. So sometimes it's just a $5 yeah. level. That, that's got to be exciting. Now, in your case, you're, the reason you're on the show, another reason is because you kind of follow the, board, the whole board game, the whole game thing in general, but the board game particularly, right? Yeah, yeah. I have been um, uh, kind of working with the board game community as much as I possibly can, and I've spent a lot of time thinking about the category and looking at all the projects and, you know, trying to talk to as many people in the space because I just think it's it's kind of fantastic what the board game community has done with Kickstarter. Um, and I feel like there's a lot that we have been able to learn from, you know, working with the community. So the board game, so just for the listeners, uh, Kickstarter did $100 million, or $99 million, but $100 million last year, and the board game space was $2 million of that, so about 2%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, after you and I talked, and some of the things you just referred to, the board game community is kinda, has kind of taught you guys some things about how people are using Kickstarter, right? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the coolest things about board game projects is that you really see um, how... Uh, how close the community is and how much projects are kind of learning from each other and how much creators are talking to each other and trying to improve projects because they're seeing what other people have done and seeing what more can be done. So from, you know, I think every aspect of the process of doing a Kickstarter project, there's so many, you know, different factors involved. And so if you want to do it right, you're going to do all your research. And what, you know, what I've seen is that the board game creators are very much all about doing research and making sure that, you know, they put together the best possible project. And, you know, that's that's just amazing. You know, what more could you ask for from someone who wants to use your site? Right. And then I think you should t- talk to me about the, so some of the innovation, not innovations, but kind of things new that you didn't realize was happening. So the board game projects, uh, the advertising, the stretch goals, those type of things, right? Those kind of came as a yeah, surprise to I you think, guys. Yeah, uh, I think, totally. I think the board game projects have really been, um, kind of leading the charge with making the experience a little game-like, right? Um, so I think it's it, there's aspects where, you know, when someone reaches their initial goal, they're kind of that, well, what do I do next moment? And with board game projects, a lot of the time people are doing these stretch goals and they're, they're kind of finding these really fun and cool ways to get people to reach that next level of funding and to unlock a new reward. Um, and I've seen that work really well, and I think that people are kind of replicating that, and it works, you know. I think once you hit your, your goal, 
people aren't that people are are actually more excited at that point and they want more to happen. Um, so there's this kind of really cool moment where the project creator can just kind of uh, run with it, you know. Um, yeah, and then uh, I think that that turns into feedback. Then it gives it more uh, more input and. So mm-hmm. the, so some of these advertisements, for example, um, people run ads and contests on BoardGameGeek, the, the premier mm-hmm. board game site, to drive traffic to the Kickstarter site. Now, if I understand correctly, you actually are a gamer and have gone out to BoardGameGeek and become a member of the BoardGameGeek community. Is that correct? <laughs> That's right. Um, I do have a BoardGameGeek account, which I actually created, I don't even remember now, semi-recently, but you know, a large part of it is because from working with board game projects, I, you know, kept hearing board game deep, board game deep. And I'm like, okay, this is clearly a very important site. <laughs> um, and I went and I checked it out and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Um, I can start, you know, like keeping track of the games I'm playing and I can find new games uh, and kind of signing up for that site and, and hanging out in there. I've, again, learned so much more about, you know, how people are talking about their projects and, you know, how people are using the forums to give each other advice and feedback even before they've done the project. You know, I see a lot of people kind of saying, hey, I've got this game and I want to try it on Kickstarter. What do you guys think I should offer as rewards? And I think that's so cool that, you know, even before you put a project up, you're already asking your community what they're interested in seeing. And I think that's the best way to do it. Um, right, because it becomes... And a lot of other... Because one of the things that people look at uh, Kickstarter and they're wondering, okay, I'm going to put that project out there. Kickstarter is going to promote it for me. They're going to advertise it. I'm going to get all these backers from Kickstarter. But that's not really the way it works, is it? No. Um, You know, I think having a Kickstarter project is kind of a – it becomes a medium for you to be able to talk about what you're doing. Um, And that in and of itself is kind of neat to have um, this home for what you're doing and a – project page that's all your own that you can point people to. But ultimately, you know, um, while we do have a really huge community on Kickstarter and the community of, of people who are kind of hanging out looking for new games is definitely growing, uh, by and large, that first batch of backers that you're going to get are people that know you already and that already know your work um, and who are interested in you and, and what you've done in the past. And I think um, that kind of first circle of backers is really important for any project because that's what helps build legitimacy and trust when you first put yourself out there. Okay, so I've reached out to the t- uh, Twitter community as we've been chatting, and, I've, and, and a few questions have come in from a few folks, and let's ask a couple of them. One of them is a, a gentleman, Robert Burke is his name on Twitter, and he's okay. asking that as he gets ready to launch his Kickstarter campaign, He's wondering about data, and we've talked about this on Board Game Geek, where people are sharing the data and that type of thing. Is there data available mm-hmm. to help somebody understand the timing of their project or all of the things that that go into helping them pledge levels, the amount levels, those type of things? Where can where can somebody find information like that? Yeah, um, so there's a couple of places where that information lives. Uh, we have actually collected um, some really fantastic analyses that former project creators have done on their own. And we have those all in our help section on the site. Um, uh, there's also a talk that I gave at a convention called Metatopia uh, last year. I think, yep, or I in, did. Yeah, yeah. And those, uh, there's a lot of pointers on there that are up on the internet on SlideShare. Um, so if anyone is interested in seeing those, you know, numbers, I can put that link out there. And then, you know, when you get accepted as a project creator, we actually send you um, an email with a lot of tips and a lot of those um, 
kind of best practices for running a project. Okay. All well, those that... are also lo- yep, and all those are also located in a section of our site called Kickstarter School, <laughs> um, which is pretty much you know a step by step guide to help you put everything together and, and find the right way to price things. Um, which is there is a lot of that, that's highly yeah, recommended that somebody go through that definitely. before they launch their Kickstarter campaign. Definitely. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a ton of resources out there, and, and then definitely not all of them are ones that we've created. Some of the best ones are ones that other people have created. Um, and I know that a lot of people in the game community especially have done fantastic write-ups of their experience um, post-project success. Uh, and I highly recommend that anyone take a look at those because, you know, those are the people who have kind of gone through it and they're able to look back on possible mistakes that they may may have made and what they would do differently. And it's, it's good to learn from others. Well, that, that's pretty good. I, there's a there's a podcast I've heard about that does a great job. Yeah. Of, <laughs> yeah. That's right. I believe there is. Oh, good, good, good. So there's all kinds of resources you can reach out to. We exactly. won't do the podcast. But mm-hmm. uh, another yeah. question that somebody had is uh, the international backers, the ability for people mm-hmm. to back or create projects uh, outside the U.S., uh, everybody's asking about that in the future. Is that in the future for Kickstarter? Definitely. It's definitely in the future. I, I can't say for sure when that's going to happen. You know, it's, a, it's a complicated process, but you know, the, the plan is to eventually be able to have um, people outside of the U.S. be able to create projects. Okay. That's, I think everybody's going to like to hear that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I get a lot of inquiries also from through my site, and a lot of people out there um, in the U. In, Canada, the UK, Germany, uh, you know, a lot of board gaming areas. I know, I know there's such great communities in the, in outside the U.S. And there are. Hopefully soon. <laughs> hopefully soon, okay. And then the last question I have is, is that um, Chip and Katie is their Twitter mm-hmm. handle. They asked, okay. on a personal level, are there any projects, because you see them all, have, yeah. uh, are there any that you've seen that have surprised you at their success or surprised you that they didn't succeed? Where you said, oh, that's a that's a winner, and yet it doesn't turn out that way, or one that just comes out of nowhere and kind of catches you off guard. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I've definitely seen one where I really thought that they would be able to make it, and they didn't. Um, and a lot of times, you know, it's kind of hard to know why that is. I think for some people, especially if it's your first time doing a Kickstarter project. Um, you're so anxious to kind of get it all going and launch that, you know, you kind of forget that a lot of the, the promotional stuff that you want to do and a lot of the prep actually happens before you ever launch the project. Um, so some of that momentum that's so important ends up not happening until towards the very end, and at which point, you know, it doesn't quite work out. Um, so I see that sometimes with projects. And, and when that happens, I actually do my best to try to message those creators and let them know that, you know, it's actually a, a perfect opportunity to try again because now you know, you know. Right, because there's, there's nothing to stop you from of, of having a failure, turning around, tweaking it, changing mm-hmm. it, and then putting it right back out there, right? Exactly, totally. You can totally do it again. And, you know, the times that I've seen people do it again, it always works out much better the second time around. <laughs> it, so. uh, that's a good way of looking at it. And then the last question yeah. is... Uh, um, no, I think that, uh, no, the last question was for me was that, uh, tell us about, so last year, $100 million, uh, $99 million projects, all kinds of projects, 
this year we're into February and all of a sudden the lid blows off of Kickstarter. And I'm talking yeah. about last <laughs> week, you guys hit in, a, in the same day for the very first uh -huh. time, two pro the first time you had a project go over a million dollars and then a few hours later, another one went over a million dollars. Tell yep. us, what, we're talking about Double Fine was the second one, which is currently right. at $1.7 million for a video game concept. There's not, there's not even a video game. The video doesn't even, right? It's just an idea. What was it that is. like? What was that like at Kickstarter? Uh, you know, it was it was incredible. It was unbelievable. Um, you know, the it's a project that that we're all really excited about, and you know, um, I kind of been hoping that you know I knew I knew that Tim Schafer was planning something, and I've been working with the guys at Two Player Productions who are filming the documentary portion of the project. So um, one of the things that I feel like a lot of the press has missed is that this project is actually twofold. Um, Double Fine is going to make a game, but the other part of the project is that filmmakers from two-player productions are going to make a documentary of the making of the game. Um, and they're using those uh, to help basically uh, educate and um, help their backers understand what goes into the process of making a, a, a game independently. And, you know, it's, it's really never been done before. And I think it's amazing that they decided that this project was more than just about making a game, but kind of giving back to the community and encouraging more people to um, really fully understand what is involved if you're going to try to make a game yourself. Um, so it really does, it's really a perfect project when it comes to, you know, what we care about at Kickstarter and, and you know, making, making sure that, yeah, everyone in the community is involved in some way. I think it, that is really cool. And and the um, Kickstarter communities, there are, they're growing. There's many of them. Uh, I think that you and I talked about the the film community, which uh, did mm -hmm. did very well at Sundance. How many how many of, of the films had Kickstarter backing of some kind at Sundance? Uh, I don't. I feel like I can't remember the exact number, but it was it was definitely over ten percent of all the films at Sundance. Um, were had some portion of funding through Kickstarter, um, and actually coming up, uh, South by Southwest is going to be doing their film festival, and we're also seeing over ten percent of all the films there have some form of Kickstarter funding. Uh, so I think you know in the film world especially, there's been a really high level of adoption, and a lot of people realizing that you know there's you know for films you're raising so much money, and, and it's it's good to kind of consider all the different ways in which you can do it. Um. Yeah. So uh, for our listeners who are listening, I'm, I'm speaking with Cindy Au, the community director for Kickstarter. And uh, we just have a, a couple of, I think actually we're over, but I don't care. This is going to be one of those. Uh, this is just, I think everybody, including myself, it's just, it's very cool to talk about kind of this, this revolution that's happening at such a grassroots level for all of us to and that's hence the funding the dream concept where we're just all realizing that the idea that money is an obstacle to you realizing your dream is no longer true when it comes to Kickstarter. So, so what does that mean for the, where Kickstarter is going? You're on the inside and, you're, and it's just going crazy there. <laughs> uh -huh. where's, where's Kickstarter going? What, what can we expect to see? I mean, I think, you know, our, our goal has always been to um, hope that more people are able to create what they want to create. Uh, and hopefully they'll be able to use Kickstarter to facilitate that in some way. Um, you know, we've always believed that money shouldn't be the thing that stops you from doing, from creating something that you feel is important 
and that you're passionate about. And, you know, in a lot of ways, what's interesting is that people kind of fixate on the money and the funding and all of that when, you know, at the heart of it, Kickstarter isn't about the money. It's about creativity. Um, yep. And that's, and that's what it is. It, it, and I think that we're just seeing the, the, uh, the iceberg. Um, you know, it was $100 million last year. The board game community, it was $2 million. We did 600000 uh, in December alone for the board game community. I've projected that we should see five million. I think it'll be $5 million funding. Uh, we had $100,000 project last year, D-Day Dice. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm guessing we're going to have three or four this year. I think that just it's just the tip of the iceberg. It, people are just – I think it's just becoming so infectious what everybody's doing. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's very cool. And yeah. So, and it's so yeah. cool to have you kind of in the inside – one of us. You're a gamer. <laughs> right? So where, where, where can we see Cindy Ow next? Where, what's your uh, travel schedule and where, where are you going to show up? Um, well, a couple of places, actually. Um, I'm going to be in D.C. at the end of this month, uh, participating in a panel on uh, DIY and tinkering. <laughs> okay. And then uh, in uh, March, I will be at the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco. And, you know, if anyone's out there, they should feel free to look me up and say hello. <laughs> and I'll also be at South by Southwest for the Screen Burn Conference, um, also talking about games and talking to game people. So if anyone's there, I would love to see you. And finally, <laughs> in April, I will be at PAX East. And really excited about um, all the stuff we're going to be doing there. We're going to have Kickstarter's going to have a room where we're going to have video games and board games and a ton of people hanging out, um, demoing and giving you know mini lectures and workshops on the stuff that they've made. So it's going to be cool to kind of bring everyone together at once at Taxis. That's going to be that's going to be very cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, being there for that, having never actually never been to Pax. Mm -hmm. And then after you really and I had that fun. conversation, I'm looking forward to being there for that. That'll that'll be a lot of fun. And to yeah. to wrap up the show, I have to say publicly thank you. Uh, when you and I sat down a couple of months ago, uh, uh -huh. you reached out to me and said, "Man, that you enjoyed the show, which I appreciated, funding the dream, and that we should have this as a Kickstarter project." And that kind of caused me to turn around and look at my and say, "Yeah, why not?" And so the funding <laughs> the dream Kickstarter podcast project. <laughs> is out there right now. It's I, I, it's live. I've been uh, thrilled by the response. I think we're at thirty four percent right now with a couple of weeks to go. So we're past that yeah. magic thirty percent right now and uh, looking yeah. forward. So thank you very much for that. No, no problem at all. I feel like we've come full circle. <laughs> yes, yes, we have. And yeah. uh, man, it's just this is going to be a big year. So it's going to be a lot of exciting. And so thank you, Cindy, for being on the show. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. It's always really fun to talk to you. Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, you've been listening to Funding the Dream, a Game Whisperer podcast for Kickstarters. The guest has been Cindy Ao, the community director for Kickstarter themselves. I feel like we've uh, we've been sitting at the feet of the uh, of the guru, climbed the mountain, and got to listen to the words of the uh, of the wise straight from their mouth. So, Cindy, thanks again for being here, and uh, thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully, you've been inspired. That's what this show is all about. And so now it's your turn. Take what you've learned, become inspired, go fund your dream. We look forward to seeing you. Thank you so much. Take care.